1: Pittsburgh Steelers fans, it is time once again for another edition of the Live Mike Podcast. I'm your host, your deputy editor, Michael Beck, bringing it to you again uh, this week, diving in at one of the positions the Steelers still haven't spent too much time on in this offseason. Of course, that is the wide receiver room. Now, the Pittsburgh Steelers, of course, uh, are bringing back uh, first-time Pro Bowler Deontay Johnson. And now third-year pro Chase Claypool to kind of be the top two weapons. We do know that the number three, four, and five weapons really in Juju Smith-Schuster, James Washington, and Ray-Ray McLeod are all signed, sealed, and delivered elsewhere. So there's no option in bringing those faces back to the mix. So the Steelers still need to fill out this room. They need to add bodies to this room core because simply right now they they have two NFL caliber guys and considering how we know how the Steelers like to do business the number three receiver right now is probably Cody White just based on his uh, seniority on this team and that he's just been around longer than Anthony Miller and I I do believe have more career receptions as a Pittsburgh Steelers than Anthony Miller's uh, one from a season ago so Right now, this receiving room is in a bit of uh, disarray. That might be a a pretty good way to put it, uh, because once again, ladies and gentlemen, there are just two guys there that are able to play legitimate NFL minutes and snaps at that spot. And if the Steelers were to lose either of them for any duration of time, oh my lord, that would be an issue. And it's not like the two guys on top of the roster without flaw either. Chase Claypool, is. we know his warts, we know his struggles to, to outbody guys, even though he's one of the bigger receivers in the game, and with Deontay Johnson, his uh, problem with drops kind of came back around as the weather started to uh, cool off, and the deeper we got into December and eventually January, we saw what happened uh, with him when the football was thrown in his direction. So it's not like this is a perfect re- to top two receivers to begin with. And considering the, the rest of the weapons across the league, across the division specifically, I, I can tell you right now, it's just not good enough. And especially when you're looking at, at the quarterback room right now, you have Reclamation Project, Mitch Trubisky, most likely starting under center. If it's not him, I still kind of feel like it's going to be most likely some sort of rookie. And if it's not him, then it's Mason Rudolph or Dwayne Haskins. Like, this quarterback room is okay I suppose okay at best sure you had a rookie it could be something more than that but I, I don't foresee any of these uh, 2022 quarterback class rookies doing anything in their first year across the league it's not just going to be whoever the Steelers take it's going to be all of these guys that they, they virtually all need some sort of redshirt year so right now you look at Mitch Trubisky To me, he's going to be the starter for probably at least 10 games before you'd be willing to move to a rookie that needs time to sit on the bench. But right now, the Steelers just haven't done enough to get the guy some weapons yeah right now Najee Harris is going to be a massive massive role in this offense offense is going to th- run through him and then the next most important thing might be Trubisky's legs themselves past that we know how good rookie tight end oh now sophomore tight end I should say uh Pat Farmuth uh, was in his breakout first season I, I think he can take another step As he progresses uh, into NFL stardom and superstardom, I I think we all can uh, cross our fingers and hope that is exactly what happens from the big tight end from Penn State. But once again, moving back out to the receiving position, the Steelers don't have enough. And just because you have a a Pro Bowl running back and a uh, potentially future Pro Bowl tight end, I, I, I do think Pat Firmuth has that potential. Just because you have those guys, I don't think it's enough yet you still want to have some receivers that are able to stretch the field guys that can completely take over um catch any pass that is thrown at them like we know the warts that the Steelers have currently like I mentioned a little bit early like the Steelers still need a receiver that honestly can come in and would be better than both Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool like yeah we know how good a route runner uh, Deontay Johnson is and how good he is at getting open Like, you're probably not going to find that. But to me, what I mean by this is a well rounded player that can do everything well, not just one thing be a lead at and then struggle at some other facet of the game, which is basically what we're getting right now from these receivers. So, one of the things the Pittsburgh Steelers need to do is revamp this receiving room. And, like, period point blank, it's something that has to happen because, once again, there's just two NFL caliber receivers. In that room, uh, unless Anthony Miller is going to take a massive uh, step forward after a one-reception year and being a healthy scratch all season long, I just don't see it happening from any of the uh, depth options on this roster. So right now, less than a month now from the time you're hearing this, less than a month until the 2022 NFL Draft. Sitting back here, looking at what the Steelers need to do, lo- looking at the available options in free agency, it, t- to me. The attention really turns towards the draft as a time the Steelers are going to spend heavy draft capital at revamping this receiving room. Like, one isn't enough. Adding one receiver isn't enough because at the end of the day, if you still have an injury, then you're back down to two. It's just, in today's NFL... It's not like they have Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen at quarterback. They need more talent, and they need running mates for Najee Harris and Pat Friermuth and the rest of this young offense moving forward. If they want to take a rookie, then yeah, you're going to want this receiving core to be better for that rookie too. Like right now, I still fully expect the Steelers to take a quarterback 20th 20th overall, but their next two picks might both be receiver. Honestly, just based on how this core is kind of set up, I, I don't know if... How strong? I'd I'd say both of the picks would be wide receiver, but I certainly wouldn't be surprised, based on how much playing time is still up for grabs and how there just isn't the talent there on this team. So, one of the things that wouldn't surprise me in the slightest at at the end of the day is if that wide receiver position in the first round, if a couple quarterbacks came off the board that the Steelers just simply liked, liked as first round options, if they're not there, I think right now wide receivers pop quite possibly the most likely first round pick scenario for the Steelers what kind of makes it interesting though is they spent so much time scouting these quarterbacks they haven't been to too many combines where the big name receivers are and I know it doesn't really mean too much from the second to seventh rounds but in the first round the Steelers typically in pretty much only draft players if either Mike Tomlin or Kevin Colbert attended their their pro day and right now Colbert and Tallman are basically attending all the same pro days as one another. So it's just one of those things. I don't know how likely it is they go receiver in the first round based on how much time they put at quarterback, but if they don't think that quarterback is going to be there, I still think it's going to be most likely one of these receivers. There's kids all over this draft board that uh, I think the Steelers could go with. Of course, you want to see some uh, some speed added to this roster. He also, I think, some more size opposite Chase Claypool until he can figure out his own body control. That's another direction you definitely want to see as well. Uh, some of the names that I really like in kind of the early uh, earlier rounds, not necessarily first round, but George Pickens uh, out of Georgia. I know he was battling an ACL injury last year, coming back, uh, winning the national title, looking pretty darn good, and then I still believe he's a 4-4 on that surgically repaired knee like basically less than a year from it happening so that, that is one of the more impressive players in the draft to me and one that I'm certainly keeping an eye on. Another is Christian Watson the 6'4 wide receiver out of North Dakota State uh, of course smaller school playing uh, Division 1 FCS but still a multi-time national champion uh, kind of the engine of that offense of the championship winning once again North Dakota, North Dakota State Bison uh, this past season. Uh, there's no Trey Lance in the fold, in the fold for him. So truly, he he was the difference maker for the Bison this past season. So I think guys like that coming, considering where they're coming from, how much they dominated uh, their level. I think Christian Watson is going to step in the NFL and be one of the better pieces to ever come out of the school. And even though they're an FCS school, North Dakota State pumps talent into the NFL because they are that perennial championship team. And honestly, if they were uh, if they're FBS, if they're one of the uh, not necessarily top five conferences, but they'd still be a powerhouse in, in, in a lot of uh, the FBS division as well. They're a solid school. So, like, Watson and Pickens are two of those names that just jump off the paper to me as as guys I think would be perfect Pittsburgh Steelers. But, once again, I guess we'll have to wait and see how the draft unfolds. But up until we get to that point, you still got to keep an eye on free agency. And names are quickly getting plucked off this board. And I, I don't know if the Steelers necessarily sign anyone now and perhaps wait a little bit closer until training camp. Um... It might be nice to have someone in the building for minicamp so at least Trubisky could start uh, building a little bit of uh, rapport with said player. But I think by the time minicamp and OTAs are all, all wrapped up, the Steelers have kind of showed in recent years that, uh, an ability to go out and sign a, a veteran player for cheat near the end of free agency, near the end of the offseason process, heading towards training camp. And I could see a deal along those lines certainly come through the pipeline. I could also see the Steelers signing someone who gets cut at the end of training camp. Those are kind of the two times I can of foresee the Steelers signing a player. I, I just don't see it happening right now. Now, the second half of our show, we can dive in on some of the players who are still available. Uh, some more draft picks and truly trying to build a receiving core that uh, the Steelers can be happy with and one that they can give uh, a little bit of hope to Mitch Trubisky and the rest of Matt Canada's offense. So uh, just hang tight. We'll be right back with more live mic action just after this break. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, it is time for the second half of our show here today. Of course, uh, first half kind of just outlining what the Steelers need to truly do to go out and make uh, this offense better in the sense of uh, fixing this receiving of course. Second half of the show, I want to focus on some of the available names and whether or not they make any any sense for the Steelers to uh, go target and try to make their team better now one of the things that Kevin Colbert said uh, during uh, these uh, general meetings that have been going on the last few days uh, in uh, in Florida um, throughout the general managers and head coaches um, there in the uh, in that uh, southeastern state now one of the things uh, Kevin Colbert did say was the Steelers are kind of philosophy are looking for players at the end of their first contract, looking for their second deal, or at least uh, the age of someone uh, that is around that second deal. So that's typically players between 24 and probably 27 on the older end, uh, looking for uh, that second contract. That's kind of what they're focusing in on, especially this year in free agency. And it kind of makes sense for this team. Uh, they they want to be a young team because... Once again, look at the rest of the AFC and how dang good they've been uh, this year uh, in this off season. It, it's a loaded conference, so the Steelers need to spend money wisely still. So, looking at some of these free agents, ones that obviously don't make too much sense when you just look at the names available still, like Julio Jones and A.J. Green, Emmanuel Sanders, uh, Deshaun Jackson, Danny Amendola, just... Some of these older players that just it just wouldn't make much sense, they're just a little too long in the tooth, especially for what the Steelers are trying to do. Now, there are some names that are also a little bit different, still younger, but older than that second contract age. And maybe command a little bit more money. But I think there's still certainly guys that would upgrade this roster instantly. Now, those names that instantly jump out to me are like guys like Jarvis Landry. Heck, even Odell Beckham Jr. uh, Sammy Watkins isn't too old. Still 28. Like, there still is some talent of those third contract type guys that are still fairly young. Still doing good things in this league. And guys that I think the Steelers should... Definitely consider targeting uh, moving forward here. So I don't know if that will necessarily happen. I think the most interesting name, especially for Steeler fans, is that of Jarvis Landry, the former Cleveland Brown, a possession type guy. Uh, He's someone that uh, he just has good hands. And simply, that's one of the things the Steelers have kind of lacked in recent years. So I think Jarvis Landry could absolutely be the target. Uh, but once again, the only thing holding him back is that age, uh, 29 years old, not not old by any means, but still not a young player. That, make, that would make a world of sense for the Steelers. Now, guys that are a little bit more in their ballpark include Will Fuller. Um, I, I don't know if they would target someone like that. Uh, Of course, there's Marcus Johnson, uh, formerly of the Tennessee Titans. Uh, You got guys like Taji Sharp and Chester Rogers. These are all guys that are a little bit younger. Uh, Chad Beebe, Dante Pettis, like, still a lot of these names are kind of more disappointing players that never really that never really hit like hit big in the NFL. Like they've had opportunities, but they never really did much with those opportunities. not to trash the players, but that, that's just simply the, the way the cookies kind of crumbled for them throughout their career. So once again, free agency doesn't make too much sense for the Steelers. Uh, like I think some of the interesting names still out there kind of include like Adam Humphreys and D.D. Westbrook. Heck, Marky's good one. Like, I know he's getting older, but there's still, like, if the Steelers can just look past age, I think this is a position that they could still use a veteran, uh, a veteran presence, too, on offense, just in general, I think, would be nice for this team. So I, I wonder if the Steelers would be willing to change some of their philosophy just to add one more receiver. But... Like I've been mentioning, I don't think they make the move for a veteran receiver anytime soon. That move would come weeks after the draft, um, and certainly if the Steelers were only able to draft one receiver, I think that might speed the process up a, bl- a little bit. If they were to draft two, then you could see a long wait, potentially just no signing at all. But if the Steelers were to only draft one wide receiver, three guys doesn't make a receiving core. So I would keep my eyes on the team making another move at the receiving spot, a little bit later on in this process. Now, moving things over to the receivers. This is where things get a little bit interesting because like I mentioned, the Steelers should and absolutely absolutely will be in on these wide receivers. Of course, the guys at the top of the the list, the the top of the draft rankings, and really, I think there's four receivers that you just don't have a, a, a chance at landing at 20th overall. I think that includes Garrett Wilson from Ohio State, Jameson Williams from Alabama, Drake London from USC, And probably Traylon Burks out of uh, Arkansas. Just the top four receivers. I just can't see them making it to 20. But that doesn't mean there's not going to be a ton of talent around the 20th overall pick. And again, once the Steelers are on the board, once again at 52, now, Chris Olave, uh, Jahan Dotson, George Pickens, I don't know if they'd all be necessarily in play for 20, but I think definitely some of those names absolutely could be. Uh, Pickens, of course, being the the bigger wide receiver of that group. Dotson and Olave being smaller, a little bit quicker. Like, again, Olave's a little bit bigger than Dotson, but it's just one of those things. The Steelers need talent, and I should definitely overlook, might not be the best word, but not Get too sold on uh, that size as being the big factor here. Now, with their second round picks, I, I think this is where things become a little bit more likely. Uh, one of the names I already mentioned, George Pickens from uh, Georgia, I think that one's a no brainer. Uh, Christian Watson from North Dakota State, I talked about him earlier. Uh, David Bell from Purdue, Sky Moore, uh, John Mitchie. There's a lot of receivers that could go around that 50-second overall selection. I, I like Again, I would not be surprised if that's the direction they went whatsoever. Now, I still think the Steelers need to look elsewhere and later on in the draft process to add one of these names. They still need to get better in the receiving core, And like I mentioned, all podcast long, one guy is not going to make this a unit. They still are only two guys deep. And should at least be four in today's nfl even having four receivers is a bit of an issue uh in my eyes so when you look at the later rounds uh, there still are some interesting names that you could find you could find on the draft board like justin ross out of clemson uh, another big body six four receiver uh alec pierce out of cincinnati uh Vellis jones jr jalen naylor calvin austin there, there's a ton of receiving talent coming out of this draft, and really, it's just kind of one of the nature natures of the game now, with uh, the rise of 7-on-7, seven seven, uh, and uh, flag football, and all these kind of subset spring versions of the game that are basically just quarterback and receiver and defensive back-driven, and that's all you kind of do, and... Because of it, receivers have boomed. There's so much ability to practice and get better at those fundamentals that there's always going to be receivers available. So I generally do think the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to feel the, the benefits of that. And one of the things I haven't mentioned as well, Deontay Johnson is in the final year of his contract here. And the way the Steelers are spending and how they got to get Minka and Fitzpatrick under, under uh, contract... I don't know if they get a second deal for Deontay Johnson done either. He still has some of his own flaws. If he can't can't shake the drops, I I don't think the Steelers can afford to re-sign him. Like, that kills you in games. The amount of times the Steelers should have had first downs when the ball just skips off his hands and the Steelers have to send their punt unit on. What's the difference if you catch those passes? If If that happens, you're picking up first downs, you're keeping the series alive. All of a sudden, we're not talking about punts in a lot of drives the last two seasons. We're talking about first downs, drives continuing, and getting points. How many games does that change? Like, honestly. So that's one of the things I would look at. Like, the Steelers aren't necessarily sold on bringing Deontay Johnson back. So what does that mean for your 2023 class? That's Chase Claypool entering his final year of his rookie deal. So once again, ladies and gentlemen, I don't think one wide receiver drafted is enough you need to spend at least your first or second round pick at receiver Then I think you got to consider going back to the well in the fourth or fifth round Uh, like I really do like and yeah that high and right now I I do believe the Steelers don't even have a uh, fifth round pick either if I'm not mistaken Um, or they have the fifth and not the sixth I think I might have that backwards but still In the middle rounds, they still need to add a receiver. Like, sure, like that person would be your clear-cut number four, but you still need a clear-cut number four. So hopefully the Pittsburgh Steelers are able to recognize this flaw, recognize they have two receivers that are capable on this team, and that's it. And really just go all in on fixing this position because once again when it comes to depth when it comes to talent there there is a little bit of talent there like Deontay's still a pro bowler he went over a thousand yards for the first time in his career he made plays but they still need to get better like look at the Bengals receiving core like three guys deep that are as good as any across the league like you, you got to challenge these corners across this division. You, you got to challenge the other divisions. You got to get better for Mitch Trubisky's sake. You got to get better for the offense. You got to get better for the guys around this team. Heck, you got to get better for Najee Harris. If teams don't think you're going to throw the ball because your receivers are dropping it or are short-arming uh, deep shots because they're just scared of getting hit or whatever, whatever Claypool's problem may be then you're not, you're not doing enough because teams are going to start stacking the box and Najee Harris is going to have a harder time running the football. So, the Steelers need to invest in this position. It's not like they're not going to go four receiver sets this year. Like, right now, four receiver sets look like Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool, I'm guessing, on the outsides. And then Anthony Miller and, what, Cody White in between them, I guess? And then Pat Fryermuth or Najee Harris, like... Are, are you just going to be content with leaving your tight end and running back on the field in these these multi-receiver sets because you don't have enough talent to roll someone else out there? That's just not an option. You need different personnel groups. You need different sets. And right now, the Steelers just do not have that. They will, come the time training camp comes. They are going to rebuild this unit. Now, I guess what it comes down to is what kind of body types, what kind of players do you want to add to this team? Oh, the... That's one of the things I guess the Steelers are going to have to find out. I still think you'd like to bring in some more size, and obviously you'd want some more speed, someone that can absolutely take the top off a defense. So it'll be fun to see how the Steelers actually go about rounding out this position group. But once again, ladies and gentlemen, it absolutely has to be done. So with all that being said, I want to thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of the Live Mike Podcast. Once again, my name is Michael Beck, your Deputy Editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, and I want to thank you again for tuning in, and make sure you're checking out the entire family podcast from Behind the Steel Curtain. Uh, you'll get great stuff from Jeff Hartman, and Dave Schofield, and Brian Anthony Davis, and heck, Big Bro Sco, the boys from Down Under, all the great content that you've grown accustomed to and you all love from BTSC is available here wherever you're listening to this podcast currently so go ahead if you could hit the like button five stars subscribe whatever what have you if you can support us it just means we can bring you more great content so once again Steeler fans thank you for t- uh, tuning in to this edition of the live Mike. once again my name is Michael Beck thank you and we will talk to you soon
0: at luckylandslots.com available to players in the US excluding Washington and Michigan no purchase necessary vgw group void or prohibited by law 18+ plus. terms and conditions apply lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess haha in my dentist's office